What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Champagne Millions, and this is the first episode of Champagne with Champagne, the podcast. On this podcast, we talk about domestic violence, CPS, relationships, mental health, and anything I can get my hands on. So welcome to Champagne with Champagne, the podcast. In this episode, we're talking about domestic violence and what happens after. The aftermath of domestic violence. So let me just start by saying that I am a survivor of domestic violence. And my story began in 2006. But I'm safe now. The aftermath now, I have triggers, communication barriers, nightmares, PTSD, a TBI, other mental health issues, and so on. The aftermath of dealing with an abusive partner is not pretty, but everyone handles domestic violence differently. Either way, it will cause long-lasting negative effects. I'm still learning how to process and deal with this to this day. But the moment when I decided not to allow my children or myself to be hindered by my triggers was the moment I decided to create this podcast. But I understood that this will always affect me for the rest of my life. But it's how I choose to deal with this is how I'm going to prevail. So grab you a glass of your favorite champagne or whatever's bubbling and relax. This is Champagne with Champagne, the podcast. So let's get into it. Communication barriers. Victims feel that domestic violence is a private matter that should be resolved between the couple. Victims feel that domestic violence is something that they should not discuss with outsiders. Talking about their abuse is seen as embarrassing. Some women felt that domestic violence was their fault, and some view it as normal. Some victims fear their abuser. Some victims stay in an abusive relationship because they have kids involved. Some victims might not recognize the abuse or blame themselves. I personally have communication barriers. Believe it or not, it's hard for me to express myself sometimes. I developed a speech impairment. My abuser made it hard for me to speak, but not impossible. There are so many preconceptions about victims that develop lifelong scars from abusive partners. And I just have to say, to whoever's listening, stop judging. You don't know what that person had to go through to obtain those scars. You don't even know what that person is going through with a constant reminder of those scars. So once again, stop judging. I have created this platform not just for myself to vent or to tell about my experience with domestic violence, but for other victims of domestic violence. Women, men, teenagers, whoever has experienced or knows someone that is experiencing domestic violence. This is a safe space. But I also must touch on this topic. As a domestic violence survivor, one of the main reasons I believe that I didn't go to a lot of people about my abuse is because the same thing is said. Just leave. Why don't you just leave? Well, it's not that easy. So if you're wondering why victims don't leave, 
and the examples I gave before weren't good enough, here's a personal reason why. If you're isolated from all your friends and family that you used to have before this relationship, during this relationship, even after this relationship, why would you leave? Sounds dumb. I know. Trust me. I went through this. But being abused has a mind of its own. Look at it as being brainwashed. Being in an abusive relationship, you are told over and over that no one cares about your abuse. That no one's going to believe you, even if you told them. And for the most part, it's believable. To the person that's being abused, you start to think that your family doesn't care. Because if they did, they would be able to tell you tell if something was wrong. But because they don't, they must not care. Then the sick part of it all is when your family does ask, you're too scared to tell them. It's a game, a big game, that the abusers play to gain control. So my advice is to stop asking, why don't you just leave? I'm one of the few lucky ones that happened to get out, but I didn't get out easy. I went through hell and high water just to find my freedom. But what freedom is this? So believe me when I say, it's not that easy. Let's move on. TBI. Domestic violence is the common cause of TBI for women in particular, who constitutes the majority of the victims. The effects my TBI causes me are long-term and short-term memory loss. Sometimes things that I remember only show up when I am triggered by something negative, even though the memory was good. I forget how to spell, speak, pronounce words that I've known for years, even sometimes stumbling over my words. I haven't been accused of sounding drunk by people. This leads me to my next topic. Nightmares. People who suffer emotional abuse can experience short-term difficulties such as confusion, fear, difficulty, concentrating, low confidence, nightmares, attacks, aches, pains, and a racing heart. Learn long-term repercussions, may include anxiety, insomnia, and social withdrawal, also known as social anxiety. I got so many nightmares that I couldn't even sleep at night. I used to be told that I'd fight in my sleep. I've even been called crazy because of this as well. And boy, does that hurt. To call someone crazy because they have a nightmare and might possibly fight in their sleep is very insensitive to the situation. Now, I get it. You might not be aware of your partner's abusive past, but it wouldn't hurt to ask. I myself deal with all these. There's days I can go two days without sleeping. Don't know how I'm keep, I continue to go. I look at it as autopilot. I know there's things that I have to do. I know there's places I have to go, but I don't remember doing these things. The social anxiety I have spurts of social anxiety. 
Sometimes I want to go hang out with friends, go out, go to a bar, go to a restaurant, wherever. There's a social event. Sometimes I have panic attacks before I go into the social event. I can sit in my car for 45 minutes knowing that the place is about to close in the next 30. Just because I'm worried. Worried about what? I know that my abuser is no longer around. I know that my abuser is no, has no way of finding me. It's just being isolated for so long. I don't know how to interact socially. Am I getting better? Yes. I'm getting better because I've, I've surrounded myself with people that encourage me, that motivate me, that love me. It wasn't easy. It hasn't been easy. Still isn't easy. But when I continue to surround myself by these people, I begin to understand that I'm now safe. And nobody can ever hurt me like this again. I digress. Next topic, PTSD. Domestic violence survivors can suffer from PTSD, also known as post-traumatic stress disorder, and relive their ordeal through flashbacks and nightmares. This can interfere with their ability to, norm to function normally. Studies show that female survivors of domestic violence shelters found that 88% of the women were living with PTSD. Those numbers seem very outdated. When I moved to Colorado, I stayed in the domestic violence safe house, and everyone living there suffered from PTSD. I would even go on to say that if you have suffered any type of abuse, you have PTSD, no matter how long you were abused. I feel that every person that has been abused in some way or another will be traumatized by it. What constitutes whether or not it's a disorder is, is the tricky part. Last topic, triggers. For survivors of domestic violence, many things can be triggers, but here are a few examples. Certain sounds such as yelling, glass breaking, or a slamming door, witnessing couples arguing, sights from a location that they were attacked, even something as small as the tile or the fabric pattern, the smell of the attacker's cologne or perfume, a specific color, pattern, or style of clothing the abuser used to wear, the taste of blood in their mouth, the close proximity to another person, especially a male. Take a moment to think about it. Don't worry, I'll wait. Have you thought about it? 
So be sure to tune in this Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Episode 2, Botched BBLs. We're going to talk about the nitty and gritty of these BBLs. No, I'm not a hater. I just got some questions. So make sure you tune in. But that's all for now. I want to once again thank you for joining me on Champagne with Champagne, the podcast. New content will be uploaded every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, if you have a topic that you would like me to talk about, email me at champagnewchampagnethepodcast at gmail.com. That's C-H-A-M-P-A-G-N-E-W-C-H-A-M-P-A-I-G-N, the podcast at gmail.com. Lastly, if you or someone you know is dealing with domestic violence and you need support, you can email me directly or dial the National Domestic Violence Support Hotline at 737-225-3150 or search online at www.hotline.org for more information on domestic violence and support in your local area. I am Champagne Millions, and this is Champagne with Champagne, the podcast.